I propose a new name for a podcast. A new you know, name? We're barely um, 10 no, episodes in. No, not our episode. No, not our podcast. A new name for a podcast in general. Oh. Because we call a television program a show. A podcast, especially one like this, should be a tell. A tell? Yeah. So you show get the and show tell. and tell. Trademark that right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if during this episode... By the way, you hear a little bit of background noise. It is because there's maintenance being done in our apartment complex. Love that. But I hope it doesn't ruin the experience for you guys. Look. I'm sorry about the uh, intrusion of sound. Yeah, we're sorry about this. Look, if you're a listener of this podcast and you are a maintenance worker at an apartment complex, we appreciate what you do. Um, You're wonderful. You're wonderful people. May, uh, may the gods of psych, uh, bless you with a wonderful sex life, but like, you're really annoying. Um, <laughs> so. And right as yeah. you started saying this, a dog started I know. barking. <laughs> in between the lines, there's a lot of obscurity. I'm not inclined to This is We're Psyched. Hi, I'm Elle, and I've never done a podcast. And I'm Jacob, and I've never seen Psych. And now I'm making him watch it. And now I'm making her do a podcast. So let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today we are covering Season 1, Episode 11, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not. He Loves Me, Oops, He's Dead. Written by Andy Berman, directed by Tim Matheson. Aired on February 27th, 2007. And here's the synopsis. Sean looks into a case involving a naked man who claims to have been abducted by aliens, but the investigation leads him into the world of speed dating. This was really fun. This is a really fun episode. But let me tell you, they're absolutely killing me with these titles because I'm the one who posts these on SoundCloud, which then gets sent out to all the other podcasting places. But like, I have to type in the title and with these super, super long titles, it's like <laughs> I have to like do dot, 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 and then the end of it because it totally won't fit on anything other than the biggest computer screen. And so it's like I have to figure out how to shorten these titles. Oh, anyway. I I think one of my favorite things about this show are the, are the episode titles. Well, they're, they're really clever. So, yeah, they're so it. creative and it's like, oh, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to talk about Stargate. That's a good show, but like their episode titles, A give away the plot immediately and b are just so typical and basic you know like these are fun it does take them a while before they get creative and like if you get to like the end of the show which we haven't gotten to yet in our watch through they are a bit more creative but yes they they are very basic like so these are fun and it's like they're punny or they're just plain creative i love it and if Um, like if you were to read them you might get a, a basic sense of like oh that's going to be something interesting. Like nine lives, you know, there's going to be a cat involved, but yeah. it doesn't tell you anything about what's going to happen. I love it. Um, So. We have, is this the first time this has happened in this episode, a, the cameo of one of the the writer, Andy Berman? He makes yes. a cameo later in the episode. I think this is the first, but not the last time he makes a cameo. That guy specifically? Yes. Oh, interesting. Um, He's in the end, like toward the end of the episode. Right. But did you do a little deep dive on him? Um, a little deep dive. No, I just Googled him. And so <laughs> probably should have done more research. And actually, we can, I can, we can come back to this. 
So the episode, as so many do, starts off with a flashback. And we see Sean's first date, which well, I think was really funny. Well, he didn't know it was a date. Yeah, I think that's great. He comes in to the yard. First, first of all, if he thinks he's going to sneak past Henry, he is very, very mistake, mistaken. Henry is sitting at the picnic table. And obviously, Sean is going to cross in his eye line going into the house. So he's I don't know what Sean's plan was. <laughs> And he stops Sean and he goes, oh, my God, you have a, like a black eye. And he's like, who wh- is this a bully? Like, who gave you that? And Sean goes, Elizabeth. And he's like, it was a you girl got beat up by a girl. What happened there? He's like, I don't know. I was just eating my tater tots and she punched me. And Henry's like, what were what was she doing when you were eating your tater tots? And he was like, I don't know. I was concentrating on eating my tater tots. That's so funny. That's such a little boy thing. Like. I was focusing on the food. Like I have tater I have tater tots. I have taste buds I need to indulge. Yeah, I think it's cute and Henry is like, "Oh, this girl likes you and you weren't you weren't paying attention to her." So she punched you cuz you know you weren't paying attention to her. Yeah. Like obviously, yeah. Don't resort to violence, kids, but um I don't know, but I thought one thing was interesting. So according to Henry, women want you to compliment them and listen to them. And you know, you never mention their age, their weight. So what do men want? Are there like topics that are off topic for men? Obviously, this is a very old fashioned way of thinking, but it's yeah. If we're if we're just talking about like the typical thing, it's obviously or thing that things that men are insecure about. It's obviously just dick size. Okay. I mean, you can you can talk about our weight. We don't care. You can talk about you know our age. We don't care. Height. Well, I would say height is fine as long as you're not five eleven. <laughs> you know <laughs> nice. what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because um, those are the people who always exaggerate their height. But okay. Um, but it's so it's definitely men making fun of men for their dick size. Oh yeah, no, that's something that you definitely come to realize once you're not a middle schooler. Yeah, women, or you should. I mean, I mean, size matters to an extent. Doesn't matter nearly as much as men thinks it. Think it. Think it do. <laughs> it doesn't matter nearly do. as much as men think it does. It, 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 it do. <laughs> All right. So moving on in the episode, it flashes to the present. And can I just say, why is the psych sign blue again? Yeah, so this they is obviously... They definitely use stock footage. Yes, so it's obviously like they filmed it all at once and then they just use the same, well, let's use shot number B today, Phil, you know? Yeah. Like, that's that's what happened. That bothered me. Yeah, I mean, especially because it's like if they made... I'm not... I wouldn't say made a big deal, but they, like, noticeably changed it, you know? Yes. And then it's like, why would you go back to how it was before mm-hmm. if you have a video of it newer? I agree. So the episode jumps to the present where Sean is in the police station with Gus and he's doing the thing Henry told him not to do, which is he's trying to guess this woman's age and weight. And Lassie comes out and gives them a case. Yeah. And this is like a super interesting start of the episode. As I was watching it, I was like, Lassie's acting differently. And then I was like, well, something's going to happen. You know, this can't be like entirely good natured or something because we wouldn't see an immediate like character shift like that i'm just like i was i was kind of put off by it but also watching it i'm like oh i'm interested you know i want to see where it goes but i don't know 
Yeah, and you can see Lassie's face. He's being so sarcastic, and he's giving this, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, I have every confidence, and, you know, and yeah. you know that whatever he gave them is just something he doesn't want to be stuck with. Yeah, and then you can see, like, he has that same sort of vibe when he appears throughout the episode, where he's just, like, completely, like, faking, like, excitement or, like, enthusiasm regarding Sean and Gus, and I'm like, okay, dude, <laughs> like, you, we, I really feel your embarrassment, or, like, your... He's just fed it's up. not just even embarrassment anymore. He's just exactly he's fed up. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, my God, we're just going through the motion. This is my yeah. life. This man is part of my life now. Yeah. And I have to deal with it because Chief Vic hired him. I wonder if it really gets to him that someone so like, you know, unqualified and like carefree is doing oh, it a definitely job, is like a good job. Him. Yeah, because like he's so intense and lassie is to the book yeah he follows all the rules he's a good person he's a good leader yes he he doesn't do well when people who have a natural born gift like sean does do uh wow i'm having trouble with that word today do we do we do <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do well with people who are better at his job when right. they don't work half as hard as he does. Well, and that's a very understandable thing. Like, I yes. totally feel that way. Like, I, it shits me to tears when I see someone just, like, you know, cruising, like, going through the motions of something and, like, actually, like, succeeding. Yeah, it bothers me, too, because um, working super hard and then seeing someone do better than you or as well, but they barely put in any work... Your, your first instinct is to get very defensive on your own abilities. Like, yes. oh, like they are so lucky. Like, I know mm -hmm. I'm working hard, you know, and you just have to keep in mind, like, no one is the same in this world. Things yeah. might be easier for other people and then that's OK. And I mean, like, that's what Lassie has to remember is their common goal is to catch the bad guy. So he needs to let his he needs to let his guard down a little bit, let his defenses go. Yeah, I, I do think so. And it's like it's it's something you just have to kind of grapple with where you're like um, initially would be defensive. Like, oh, everyone should work, work hard because I worked hard. No, I mean, I always say but, like luck. If you get get lucky, you take that. Yeah. But then that's also not an excuse to like not do the work you know like even if it's easy for you you still have to do the work of course so of course. that's why i feel like where lassie is actually like he has he he's on to something you know with sean like because like sean actually just does like well a he's lying about the psychic ability yeah. but and b just like um has a complete disregard for you know funding in this episode like he like asks for money for something yeah. silly even though it ends up helping but you know that sort of thing anyway yeah, moving on in the episode. Mm -hmm. So the case that Lassie so kindly gives over to Sean and Gus I see is, <laughs> is this man wakes up naked in a field and he says, I've been abducted by aliens. And, you know, he doesn't remember his, his memory is gone and he remembered seeing a little green man and he, you know, he is butt ass it's, naked in that so police funny. station. Because when, when you, you first see him, like, from the back of his head you see him and i'm like holy shit that's james corden oh my god you thought that too <laughs> you thought are you kidding yeah the really? first time i ever watched it yeah 
Yeah. His name, what's his name? Malcolm Scott is the actor's name. Is the actor's name. The actor's name. The character's name was... Name. The... Yeah, the character is Fred Turk. Fred Turk. That's right. I was like, dirt? No, Turk. that's not right. Um. So he's in the police station. He's freaking out. And Sean has to talk to him. And Gus is like cowering in the corner. He's like... He doesn't want to see this guy butt-ass naked on the, the metal chair. and What a writing trope that is, where guys are like, oh my god, I can't bear the, the sight of another naked man. <laughs> well, later, I love that one line Gus has where he's like, I reached my naked man quota of the, for the year. That's funny. For, um, the, for the year, is that what he said? I think so. Yeah. Um, That's funny. So, Sean notices that on this guy's wrist, he has like a, a stamp, but it's not clear to what this mark is yet. But he no- makes note of it. Mm-hmm. And he makes note of it because a second guy is found in the exact same field, same situation, can't remember what happened, he's naked, and he has a part of a stamp on his wrist. And so, of course, the cops... Or his leg, his leg, or something. Yeah, the first and the third guy have it on their wrist, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, the cops think, oh, it's just a copycat for attention. Yeah, and this is where we hear the... Okay, Jacob thinks this is where we hear the what. When we're tracking the what, I mean, like, the way Gus says it or Sean says it, where they go, what, what? Or the, you know what I mean? I don't mean literally just, like, what? Yeah, I I see what you're saying. But, like, if we're talking about... Apparently, this person on crack who wrote the IMDb tallies that aren't really accurate was like, they have the word what as a question in every episode. Oh, as her, a her, question? Her. Yeah. I oh, mean, okay. Never mind. So that's... Then I give it to you. I mean, maybe there, you know, there's no way to know, like, because they didn't include an audio soundbite of an example, you know, okay. but they said what I read was the word what as, phrased as a question. Gotcha. Um, so, and I'm like, the reason I wanted to count it because was because he didn't really need to say it yeah what was the like, line lassie says obviously um, this guy's a copycat yeah and then so and then gus says something along the lines of like oh he humiliates himself like f- for for this what yeah that's right like mm-hmm. it like was saying a little like out of does it. that make sense like no that like that's crazy yeah yeah okay fine i'll half yeah. give it to you half give it to me i'll half give it to you I'll take um it. So they notice that what the first two guys have in common is they get uh, spray tanning or I don't know how tanning works. Is it spray or is it, it like was a, a cream? It, it's a spray tan it's because a spray tan. because that's how he notices it because there was like a line of where it Yeah, around the butt. Get, yeah. Um, so he's, he's like, like, there's only one salon. There's that only does one it this salon way. that does this type of tan and it's in a mile and a half of where they both live. And why does Sean know that? Uh, he probably looked it up. I don't know. Oh. Um. They go in and they're like, what sad single guy would come here for a spray tan? And then almost perfectly on cue, Henry Spencer walks out with his police duffel bag. I love that. It's so funny. You see like he's out of focus in the background of the shot, but you can kind of see it's him. But then the next shot is like of his feet in the duffel bag. And you're like, oh, that's Henry. And then it pans up and oh, it's so funny. And Sean's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and he's like, I, I'm a man, but I like taking care of myself, okay? And actually, we'll see in the next episode that trend kind of continues with Henry wanting to 
self-care, which, you know, good for Henry. But before we continue, we forgot to mention Gus's amazing cover story when they go into the tanning salon. God, I pissed myself <laughs> when I saw this. It was so oh, funny. Sean's God. like, you're always complaining that you don't get to do the questioning. So I'm going to go in the back and you get to go up to the front and question them. And Gus is like, fine, fine. I got this. I got this. And he comes up and he's like, I'd like to get a tan. <laughs> and the guy Gus. just stares at him like this guy is from the african continent if if you get what i mean this guy so funny oh my god and the poor receptionist yeah. man he's, he's, like, he's like i can't say anything can he's i say like, anything but you are you know you know and like he can't say it and Gus is like i'm what i'm what and the guy's like uh <laughs> Finally, Gus is like, screw it. And he finally asks the real questions. But yeah, you know, he couldn't like keep keep up with it for too long. I, but that's I loved so that. good. Oh, God. Uh, so uh, back to the present present. Sean grabs this thing from Henry. It's an exfoli- exfoliating scrub with pumice. Do you know what pumice is? It's had, a type of rock. Yeah, I had to look it up. Yeah. I knew it was a rock, but I'm like, why would the hell would it be? Is it a volcanic rock? Yes. Yeah. So that explains why it's in an exfoliant. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's kind of like charcoal-y. Uh, a very porous, yes, froth-like porous. volcanic glass that has long been used as an abrasive in cleaning, polishing, and scoring compounds. Right. I feel like it's the same sort of thing as like there's toothpaste with charcoal in it. Yes, you know, you're right. Yeah, for mm-hmm. for whitening, obviously, which is so weird. Charcoal is black, and it's for teeth whitening. Yeah, it it works, but like, why? <laughs> you know. So what the, happens next? We see something cool. Um, after we see the third victim, um, they get a call that there is a third, and then Sean was like, "Okay, we're gonna, um, finally get to get here some the answers to some questions." And then, nope, that one's dead. No, nope. yeah, dead. there's the oops, he's yeah. dead. Um, we see a cool new portrayal of Sean's ability, where like, so they do notice that the three of them have the stamps, but, but like then, missing part yeah, of it. Yeah, missing part. And then so Sean combines the images in his head to get a, a look at what the stamp would actually look like. And, and it's how a clover. cool is that? Yeah, and it's like so you see it's like the, it's the first time they've done something like this where you see multiple frames um yes. images at the same time on the in in the show and then combine them and it looked really cool and i was like it was it a three-leaf clover or was it a four-leaf i think clover? it was a three-leaf clover okay interesting Cause, yeah because then later you notice the logo on like the neon light on top of the bar um at the leprechaun bar was a three-leaf clover and i'm like isn't that a, supposed to be a four-leaf clover? Maybe they don't want to be lucky. <laughs> the un, well, because you're going to get murdered, so that's pretty unlucky as yeah, it gets. Yeah, you're going to get your identity stolen. Yeah. But we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> right. So anyway. Sean's like, oh, that's what all these guys had in common. They would go to this bar, and that's where they got the stamp. So they go to the bar, and that's where they meet Marvin. Oh, the Irish pub. It's the Irish. The look of the Irish. That poor guy. Marvin. And he, we know this actor. Yeah, we love this actor. Colin Cunningham is his name. Stargate. Yeah, he's he's Major Davis or Major Disaster, as he's <laughs> known. 
because he only shows up when there's a disaster about to happen. He's funny. I like yeah. him. He's and he's really good in this episode because you can just see how he like hates his job. Oh yeah. Like he has, he has to recite the same speak, uh, speak speech with yeah. the Irish accent. Yeah, and there's um this green popcorn, which gets highlighted a lot in the in the um episode, but doesn't actually pertain to the case. What the hell makes it green? I want to talk about this. Is it like the Trader Joe's herbs and spices popcorn? It's probably green apple kettle corn. Green apple? Green yeah, gr- so like it's sa- sweet? Sweet and sour probably green a- sour. Like Ew. think about like a sour Jolly Rancher, it's like sweet and sour. Not like sweet and sour chicken, but like sweet and sa- like tart. So the popcorn's sweet and tart? Yeah, it's probably yeah, like think about Disneyland, they have the super colorful kettle corn things that you can get. And the green there's green apple flavored, remember? I got one last time we were there. Oh yeah, it didn't look that green though. Yours no. looked like like um like the Lay's lime chip bag green. Yeah. And his was like grass green. Yeah, well they, you know, just the color green is a is a very like stereotypical Irish thing. Yes, of course. Like what's the river? There's a river that is dyed green every St. Patrick's Day. Really? Like the whole damn river is dyed bright green. Is that good no i feel like that's awful for yeah, the environment of course it is <laughs> nice well <laughs> anyway yeah. so they're like oh uh why would these men be here and they find out that there's an event at night um the speed dating event where you can slap down a hundred dollars and then you can spend what was it eight six minutes six minutes per mm-hmm. table that talking. seems like a lot hundred dollars did, re- did you research like speed dating at all like, yes I is that did. expensive because that seems expensive um, so it is on the more expensive end, but well, some it's the sp- premium experience. You wouldn't get that green popcorn if it was cheap. <laughs> and the green drinks. The green drinks. But some well, speed dating places go up in the hundreds, hmm. um, thousands, but that's more like what? auctioning. Um, uh, but the history You can't of, do that anymore. They have the civil rights movement. No, no. Auction. You like auction a date. Have you seen those? No. Like, oh, you want to date with this girl? It's like, it's. It's dated. It's a horrible idea, but whatever. Oh, you auction right? Yeah. What was you're not auctioning Groundhog a person. Day. Groundhog Day. That was the the end of the movie. Was like they had that. Se- I haven't seen that movie. Oh, really? Okay. But yeah, it's also in White Chicks. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen um, that movie. But anyway, I looked up the history of speed dating because I was curious, and according to OriginalDating.com, their research tells them that an LA rabbi last name Deo, D-E-Y-O, invented speed dating in the late 90s as a way for young Jewish singles to meet and find a partner. The original format involved men sitting along one side of a long table with the women lined up along the other and every few minutes the men would move along. So the women wouldn't have to move, they would stay. Only the men would get up and rotate. Well, there's a joke to be made about a long table of Jewish men. <sighs> Jacob. One of them's going to get killed. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I was, I think you've been waiting to insert that joke. Okay. I was. That's really interesting. So they, yeah, so it's the same, like this one wasn't like one long table. No, but I did but, notice it was like the men getting up. Right. The men. Oh, would, no, the women got up too. It doesn't make sense that both of them would get up one group of people should stay yeah. seated and the yeah. other should rotate around or maybe it wasn't even in a row maybe it was like a like a shuffle 
you know, like maybe who knows? You know, it's like, yeah, who knows? go find a new t- seat, you know, musical chairs. Oh, we're going to kill one of you before you sit before the music stops. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Sean and Gus go back to the police station and Sean is like to Chief Vic, can you please reimburse me to go speed dating? Because it's essential for the case. And I mean, like it is. But, you know, that's like such a weird thing to ask. The it, police yeah, department it wouldn't to cover. sound like it. Yeah. And know? she's definitely not on board with the idea right. at first i saw a continue a, a little continuity error oh really i don't know if you caught it so in that scene where yeah sean, yeah so sean's talking to chief the camera's focused on sean and then it cuts to the chief's reaction for something cuts back to sean and then he has a red flower on his shirt i noticed the red flower where the hell did that come from it wasn't there before in the first shot that we saw no, of that scene it wasn't what? there so wow we can screen that's i'll screen grab that andy berman you are a piece of work <laughs> <laughs> i'll screen grab it we can put it on in stories or something yeah weird um but i thought that was weird um it's so clearly a mistake right. or are we to believe that sean was like holding on to it and while chief is talking put it on his lapel or something like that but like no i presume it would have been like he took it from the place yeah yeah but it just, it looked like an error to me. Uh-huh. Also, it should have been a green flower if it's, you know, <laughs> from the, the Irish It should have been a clover. Pub. But um, Sean magically divines a tire mark he remembered from the crime scene. And that gives Chief Vic enough to be like, fine, go speed dating. But if you're going to do it, then I want Juliet to go undercover and Lassie too. And Lassie's like, Me? And she's like, you do know how to conduct yourself on a date, Carlton. But does he? No. Oh, my God. He does not. Worst undercover. Worst undercover officer ever. He shows up wearing exactly what he wears as head detective all the time. He's got his holster. (laughs) I didn't notice the holster. He still had it. Yeah. Remember, Sean taps him and he's like, you're wearing it. Oh, I, I guess I didn't. And... I thought he just meant the suit. No, no, no. It was under his Oh, sure. His jacket. And he's like, take your tie off. He's like, I'm not taking my tie off. And they're like, and Sean's like, women like seeing a little bit of stern bush. Is that what <laughs> chest hair is called? Or is that just like a psych thing? I've never heard that before. Is stern bush not a term? I don't think so. Okay. If it is, I'm not hanging around the right people <laughs> to hear it. Lassie yeah. actually has a nice stern bush, but he is not willing to show it for this. <laughs> Are you saying we get to see his stern bush in the future? Oh, yeah, we do. What about his thorn bush? Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> but you do get to see his stern bush. That's a we're psyched original, by the way. Thorn bush. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, oh, no, actually, no, mind. I can't say that. It'll be a spoiler for this uh, upcoming episode's. Okay, writing this down. We get to see Lassie's No, 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 we point. don't. No, we don't. Okay. Um, so the speed dating starts. Um, they're they're uh, just trying to find whoever would match the car tire. And then also Sean saw the strap of a black high heel at the crime scene. So he's like trying to see who's wearing those or who uh, would have them. But I feel like that's such a bad thing to go on. A lot of women have black heels with straps. Yeah, but only one person would have one that's missing. 
then why would you go to the speed dating with it missing? Yeah, you sure, would just you wear a different pair of shoes. Yeah, you wouldn't. So I thought that was weird. Like when Gus was interrogating that one girl and she's like, yeah, I have shoes. And he's like, do you like shoes? And she's like, what? And he's like, do you like black strappy shoes? And she's like, what? And she thinks he has a, a foot fetish. Because yeah. why the hell would you ask that? Well, it's true. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's weird, but it's the only thing they're going off of. And the car. The car tire, which by the way, Props to Sean's drawing ability because I feel like even if I had a photographic memory, if I tried to draw a car tire, it would end up looking like spaghetti. Well, he... So he, he has an artistic ability, too. Yeah, my brain he just must. gave up on me. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm a little brain dead. We're going to veer from the episode for a second. The reason why we haven't made one in a while is because I was in the, my final stretch of my undergrad. I actually graduate tomorrow morning. Um, so we took a break from the podcast for a little bit. I'm sorry about that. It's just I was so busy. I know there's no excuse. There should be no excuse. But um, put the podcast first. Come <laughs> on. I was super, super busy. Um, but we'll get back on it. We'll get back on it for this summer. So happy to be back. But yeah, if my brain just like if I just stop talking randomly, <laughs> it just means that my brain's just like loading. Well, I don't blame you. You did a fantastic job, and I feel like you earned. Uh, thank you, thank you. I'm deeply honored. They're still going. Oh, oh, These okay. people love you. <laughs> I hired a studio audience for this. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, they cut out really quickly. Yeah. I wonder what that was about. Almost like the fake stock applause that our college put over the booing that is a story and a half oh my god so we've had some name the college i go to we've had some like questionable decisions made by our college administration namely the president and so she made a speech at the commencement before the the ceremony and during every commencement and every commencement she got booed yeah got getting booed people were playing air horns to like silence her people doing the wave to distract from her speech yeah but in the recording of commencement the live stream that they were doing the live stream this university put fake clapping over the booing yeah anyway we veered a lot but (laughs) so in the uh let's go back to the episode let's go back to the speed dating so we see Dr. Frazier. We do. Oh, yeah. Another. Okay. Another Stargate guest star. Yeah. We see Terrell Rothery. I wonder why she wasn't working on Stargate. So she had time to do this episode. Yeah. Huh. I wonder what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, she's fantastic. I love I love her. Yeah. Um, we see her because she gets matched at one of the tables Sean goes to. And everything seems normal. She just seems like another woman that, you know, he he's getting matched with on the speed dating thing. We don't really think much of it. Besides that, she asks some weird questions, but the way she does it makes you not suspicious. You know, she talks about living on a farm and, oh, what was your pet's first name? Yeah. Oh, you don't like your name? Just what like, if you change it to your mom's maiden name? Just a getting to know you kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was, I should like looking back now, it should have been obvious that, you know, 
she's more than just random extra number three that they gave a couple lines to, you know. Can I can I yes. tell you can I be braggy for a second? Okay, yes. First time I uh well not the first time, but the time where I rewatched so I had finished Psych and then I was rewatching it by myself. Um and actually trying to like pay attention to details like trying to solve it because when I first was watching I wasn't trying to solve things I was just trying to enjoy it but yeah. I, this one I solved before oh. Sean, before Sean solved it when when did when you she, so, when, when she, she was, was like what was your first pet's name what was your mom's oh. name what's Those your favorite color questions yeah. yeah I was like oh got it yeah I did think it was odd but I didn't jump to you know identity theft which by the way to any listeners a way that you could contribute to our um, we're psyched um instagram at psyched.pod is a comment on our posts um if your social security number was an amount of money how much money would you have wow you know some people actually would fall for that yeah i'm sure i'm sure they would yeah also i just realized what i said two minutes ago did not make sense i meant the first time i watched it I solved it before Sean did. Oh, and then when if, I rewatched it, yeah. that was like, oh yeah, because of all those questions. Okay. My brain. I'm sorry again. Four years of being a yeah. music major mm-hmm. <laughs> kills your brain. Hey, it's not rocket science. It's not music theory. <laughs> it's 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 music theory. Um, um, yeah. So yeah, and then it's funny because Sean gets paired with Juliet next. Oh, I loved that. I mean, it's so funny to see how uncomfortable she was, but then Sean was milking it. I know. But I'm like, I felt a little bad, like, oh, she's uncomfortable. But also, like, I just see he, like, was really, like, actually kind of trying a little bit. He was trying a little bit. And although she was a little uncomfortable, she was not nearly as uncomfortable with him than she was when she got paired with Lassie. That was really hilarious because um, he just did not say anything. Before we get to that, did you notice there was a little sign above the table where Juliet and Sean were sitting? And I'm pretty sure it was in Gaelic. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm so sorry, everyone out there who's Irish or speaks Gaelic. I'm going to fuck up this pronunciation. But it said, Ked Mila Fol... Fulcha. Fulcha. Ked Mila Fulcha. Um, which is apparently Gaelic for a hundred thousand welcomes. Aww. Which is so cute because, you know, it's like they're supposed to be welcoming. Yeah. It's like a bar slash eating place slash speed dating event. So I think that's yeah. kind of cute. It's like when people have like the home sweet home or welcome mm-hmm. here. My, my parents have a uh, little piece of art in their house that says Fulcha. But it doesn't say the other part of it. So that's interesting. So it just says welcome? Yeah. Aw, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we can definitely tell that Sean has a thing for Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> Not kind of. We can really tell he has and a thing for Juliet. They are apparently a 100% match. Yeah, what the heck? We'll get to that. But like, actually, no, let's talk about it now. Okay. He he says, ah, oh, Juliet, yeah, I was joking. I just looked over your shoulder and I and I just copied everything. You didn't I think, think that's I a liked lie. knitting sweaters, did I think, you? I think that's a lie. I think he actually did match with her. And he was trying to, like, play Aww. it off because she was just like, I don't believe in those, like, t- kind of things. Like, they're ridiculous. Like, and then I think he thought maybe if they match. Well, he didn't know they were going to match. But I think maybe finding out that they match, 
he thought, you know, oh, maybe this is a good thing for me. But then she was like, oh, I don't, I think that stuff's ridiculous. And so I think he tried to play it off. Well, surely they wouldn't match 100%, would they? I mean, I'm sure they would match a lot. Like, yeah. Maybe 98%. Maybe they did match 100%. I mean, I mean if they I, did, that would like melt my heart a little bit because that's really sweet. Yeah, like when would he have seen her card? They filled that out all separate. You're talking to, about Sean Spencer. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's the guy true. who can read upside down and backwards. And yeah, like, this is true. Yeah. He's Luna Lovegood. Wait, what? Because Luna can read upside down and backwards. Is that something in the books that I don't remember? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, in the movie, when we first meet her, she's sitting in the carriage reading the newspaper upside down. Oh, yeah, we're totally over my head. Totally over my head. That's really funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I I think it looked like he was bullshitting in the moment when he's like, "Oh, Jules, like," it's the way he said it and the way his face looked. He's like, "Oh, I just I looked over your shoulder and it's to copy your answers down." I really? Yeah, I must have been too tired to notice that. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Or I think it was a cover. So full he honesty focused on eating my pizza that I made <laughs> while we were watching this. His pizza's so good. Yeah, I, I think That's he was trying euphemism. to protect his feelings a little bit. Um, But back to the speed dating. So Lassie gets the table with Julia and it's so awkward. They don't even talk. And then the announcer like lady like did like the, the motion of like move, move, move your lips. Like talk. Yeah. And she comes over to Lassie and she goes, Tell her she's pretty. And he goes, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And Juliet, like, laughs. Like, obviously, this yeah. woman doesn't know why they're of not yeah, talking. Of course but... she <laughs> I feel like that's the moment where he should have flashed his badge. Well, he don't want other people to see it, though. Oh, true. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. While we're on the subject of Bell Lady, she is another SG-1 actor. Wait, she and is? And you wouldn't know her. Yes, she... As well as Malcolm Scott, the naked man, the James Corden guy. Um, those two are also SG-1 actors. Well, SG-1 and other SG or Stargate shows. So how many SG-1 or, or just Stargate people were in this episode? Four. Four. So Frazier, Davis, yes. and those two. Wow. Those two have much smaller parts than the two of them. But Wow. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. I wonder if... If we really looked at like the date that this episode was filmed, if it was like right after something big that happened in Stargate, you know, because like they would all be there at the same yeah, time. Well, I don't know. Here's the thing. I read somewhere. I can't remember where that Psych has a lot of actor crossovers with the show Monk. I've never seen Monk. I've me neither, but I have noticed that when I looked at IMDb, there are a lot of. But I wonder if anyone's started a tally for how many crossovers with Stargate there are. Yeah, and, you know, SG-1 does have a lot of crossovers, especially with the show Sanctuary, because Amanda Tapping, who is, you know, one of the mainstay stars of SG-1, is, like, the show creator and director of Sanctuary. So, like, you know, she became, like, a filmmaker after she was an actor in Stargate. So, like, she was still stayed around, you know, producing TV shows in Vancouver. So, like, that that circle stayed very tight-knit. Yeah, I wonder... Mm -hmm. There was a um, song playing, right? When Juliet and Lassie weren't talking. Yeah, I shazammed it. Um, it's called You'll Never Find Another Love Like Mine by someone named Lou Rawls. You'll Never Find Another Love Like Mine? Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. Um, I think... You'll Never Find Another Social Security Number Like Mine. <laughs> I think... Nice. That was good. 
I think that um I think that song maybe they just put it in because I thought it'd be a good mood. But I think that yeah, they have like, like a double jazz. meaning for this because it's like you'll never find another love like mine. Juliet and Lassie love each other like partner like but as partners, professional mm-hmm. partners. And you'll just see that that relationship grow and grow as the show continues. But then also like I feel like it could be talking to Sean like, oh, he's never going to like anyone the way he likes Juliet. Yeah, he might just he might like he flirted with that other that other lady. Yeah. But it's not the same. And then when like, Juliet went on that date with that random guy. He got so jealous. First of all, can we just talk about how bad Sean is at hiding his jealousy when it comes right. to Juliet? Oh, my God. He's horrible just makes it. up some bullshit about being a pro bowler just when to... we literally just saw him do almost a gutter ball <laughs> yeah he hit one pin. <laughs> uh, so at the uh at the speed dating they find this one girl that gus was actually talking to her they think might be their their killer and they're like oh gus you gotta you gotta take her home you gotta like get some more info out of her because like what am i gonna do i told her i live near the beach i panicked <laughs> oh god and Sean is like, I gotta use my dad's house. Oh. So they go to Henry's home. And of course, Henry's home. <laughs> and so is Sean. Henry's home is occupied by Henry. Yeah, I meant Henry's home. Henry apostrophe S home. Oh, Henry is, is home. home. Oh Sorry. my God, I'm dumb. They go to Henry's okay. home and Henry's home. <laughs> and Henry's home. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And Sean's like, please, please, dad, please, please. And I wanted to note something is he wasn't mad because Gus was using his house for the girl. He got mad as soon as he figured out that it was because of it was for Sean's investigation. Which like he was totally he... fine. He was like, look, I'd be OK to lend my house to Gus to find love or whatever. And he's did like, he but... say that? Is that what he said? Well, he wow. said something along those lines. He's like, huh. I but then he goes, I knew it. I knew it was for an investigation. I knew it wasn't because you actually cared for your friend and wanted him to be happy. I think he said wow. something along those lines. I understand what he means. Like, yeah. So I think that's kind of cute because like, yeah. you know, he's Sean's best friend, but he's like kind of Spencer uh, Henry's second son. Can I just say as soon as Sean suggested we can use my dad's house, I was like, oh, my God. We're going to see some cringe. Like, you just know it's going to yep. be like one of those, like, you know, one of those, like, comedy skits where, like, they're, like, hiding and that sort of thing. And they do. They hide outside and watch through the window, which, by the way, they were so not being covert. No, like, that window was, like, not. a third open. And, and they were being loud. Yeah. And they were talking about things that weren't relevant, like that, oh, my gosh, wait, Henry takes baths. Bubble baths bubble baths i use a new soap and it foams a bit he's like it foams he's like who are you what did you do with my father that's funny yeah but they find out i mean henry's good at what he used to do and he's like look into her eyes those Mm -hmm. are real tears she's not your killer and she actually was interested in gus which Um, was so sad I know, because Gus. Gus totally wasn't interested in her. I know. I mean, maybe at some point, but then he was—he wasn't doing it for any genuine reason. He was doing it, yeah, because he thought she was a murderer. <laughs> nice. I love how they just don't have a pl- like. What if she was the murderer and like very dangerous? They didn't have a plan. Right. I mean, what if she pulled a knife out on them or a gun? Well, then what? He's Henry gonna throw the fish them. on the wall at him. <laughs> At her? He would throw the pot roast at her. The pot roast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah all yeah. yeah the various fishing stuff and yeah all that but uh i love how gus says no i god no i don't like fishing and then he realizes that like henry's house is like covered in fishing memorabilia and stuff yeah and he's like haha is joking sturgeon that's a fish that's a fish right <laughs> and she thinks it's funny and yeah. yada yada gus it can be quite charming but um so they find out she's not the killer and so they're like back to square one this is one thing so jacob and i were both talking about how we felt this episode felt short to us it's Mm -hmm. 45 minutes i think same length as all the other episodes but it felt short and i think part of that is because there wasn't the moment where they solve it they just show up to the bar and sean's like i figured it out dude and it has a it has a pretty good plot twist but like that's it like they do the big reveal at the end but he they show up to the location and sean's already like i got it well yeah and it's like there were four locations in this whole episode there i mean aside from the flashback that took a minute at the start there was the police station there was henry's house there was the field and there was like the the leprechaun area and the spray tan the leprechaun oh yeah i guess so 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 five five. but like we went back to the leprechaun bar Mm -hmm. i i keep calling it that is it named at all i actually didn't look okay anyway um the irish they went back there and then so much of the episode happens there why i guess like looking back on it it condenses in our memory you know so it's like yeah that feels shorter because a lot of it takes place at the same place so sean gets up and he interrupts the whole speed dating event and he's like two people here are liars they're not even single in fact they are married and it's you (gasps) galinda and he points to that woman who is Tara Rothery. It's who Glinda. The gut is silent. <laughs> and he points to Marvin, the leprechaun. He's like, their tans, the ring tans on their finger will show that these two wore wedding rings and they're married to each other. I promised the spray tan would come back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Isn't, didn't that, didn't you say that? Yep. And yeah. Chief Vic is like, not with the spray tan again. And he's like, you ask questions. You get their cards. Marvin gets their cards out of the um, the trash. And Galinda asks questions that would be on a security thing to steal the one thing that is only yours, your identity. She asks questions like, oh, what was your mother's maiden name? What's your favorite color? What was your pet's first name? Like all this, what's the town you grew up in or whatever? You know, all these things that you would get asked from the bank, you yeah. know, which is OK. That's pretty clever. I got to yeah, hand it to the using, bad guys. Yeah. That's actually kind of clever. Because it's like the least weird place where you would be have a lot of access to yeah, that Yeah, and not a lot of time uh-huh. with the person. So you would ask questions very quickly and directly. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about that, there's some little Easter egg that Galinda said, like that she had a pet named Cassie. Oh, yeah. Which is another reference to, Sean, to Stargate. Because, she's like, yeah. Yeah, in Stargate. Dr. Fraser has an adopted alien daughter named Cassie. I think, did they do that on purpose? I'm sure. I wonder if like the writer just wrote a random name and then she was like, hmm, can I say Cassie instead? And they were like, sure. That's so sweet. Yeah. Fuck Cassie though in Stargate. Oh Jesus. my God, so annoying. I thought that was so, it was actually kind of cute because she, that Cassie didn't mean anything to me when I had seen Psych before. But now that I've yeah. seen Stargate, when she goes, oh, you have to live on the farm and like this was it a dog or a goat or something like that and she was like and i had this pet named cassie jacob and i just like shot each other a look and smiled like because we knew yeah it was a stargate reference mm-hmm. um wow we're doing a better at promoting a different show than it's like i have a note written down 
Lassiter and the mirror? What does that mean? I totally have no memory now. Oh, Sean made a, a uh, oh, Michael the, Jackson Right, when uh, Lassiter was um, interviewing or like interrogating Marvin in the police station and it was a two-way mirror. Yeah. And it, I just thought it was a really funny bit of physical comedy where like Lassiter was like lo- looking in totally the wrong place at the mirror when Chief Vic was talking to him. Yes. Yeah, I just thought that was really funny because like, of course, like it... I guess it didn't necessarily have to be a two-way mirror because of, like, the filming. But, you know, because it was a set and not an actual, like, interrogation room. But, like, it would have looked weird if he actually knew where to look. So it's just, like, a good bit of, oh, it's realism and it's also funny. Yeah, I think, um, I think that actually does the two-way mirror joke or, like, part of that comes back a lot in the future with other episodes. Oh, okay. Not that nice. specific joke, but like the confusion of where to look when you're inside the interrogation room. Right. So the episode ends with Sean, of course, catching the bad guys who tried to run. Can what? Okay. <laughs> My brain just glitched again. Right. They knew they were caught. Yeah. Marvin just tra- he like, they takes both try to step. like get up and I'm like, really? Yeah. Do they think they're going to escape forever and live happily ever after? Like, there's people yeah. everywhere who witness that. There's cameras in the joint. There's cops in the joint. Like, do they really think yeah. that, like, have some dignity? Yeah, I, I thought that was really funny because, I mean, Galinda got up kind of slowly. So I figured maybe she was just turning herself in. But then Marvin, yeah, definitely took a quick step like he was about to dart out. And I'm like, well, you're not getting away because, like, Laster is in between you and the door. <laughs> yeah. Know? And then... uh Galinda tries to get up and Sean pushes her back down into the seat. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they caught the bad people. And in the end, it's just Sean talking to this girl he was talking to before he got up and did his whole spiel. And Juliet says, hey, can, you know, can I interrupt? And she's talking to Sean and, you know, she tells him, oh, that guy, you know, I went on that bowling date with. We broke up and. You know, it's not going to work out. And then that's when they talk about the cards and matching up and like. Yeah. And Sean, just the look he gives Juliet. How can she not see that that guy is totally head over heels for her? I wonder if it's a bit of denial. Not denial, but just like. Like if you don't want to see it, you won't see it. Well, yeah, she's totally not looking for that because she's just she has this view of him as just like he's the dorky guy who gets stuff right when he guesses yeah. or I mean she does guesses, say but, like know. I look forward to working together in the future because it looks yeah. like we'll be working together a lot I don't know I wonder if Gus can tell I mean he knows Sean likes her but I don't know if he knows to the extent of of that um, feeling for her yeah and I wonder if he would even if he could tell that oh yeah she's kind of warming to him I wonder if he would dare say anything because he because he would be too afraid to upset the the relationships and how it how the dynamic worked and everything in the police station you know yeah because he's very level-headed and practical so he's like no i can't i can't dare upset the balance of us making money at the police station you know (laughs) like that kind of thing but I don't know. I think it's and the way it ends is cute. Gus sits down and next to Sean and he's going to eat someone else's food that was just left on the table. That's so funny. 
And he's like, you know, that's terrible, right? Yeah. And then Sean goes, jerk chicken. And Gus goes, you know, that's what's up. Yeah. Okay. The hidden pineapple. I knew no going in the, in this, into this episode, you wouldn't find it. And do you want to know why? It wasn't in the final cut. It was in a deleted scene. That's cheating. That's totally where cheating. Where Sean would be drinking from a pineapple juice box. Oh my God. But they deleted where it. Where can you get pineapple juice boxes? I don't know, but I want it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Wow. So there was one. It just didn't make the final cut. I feel like that's, that's definitely cheating. Like they need to make a rule where it's like, it has to be in the final cut. Cause now I guess this is two episodes. Two, yep, you're in a, right. two, two out episodes. of 11 where they have failed their their uh, their mission. Their pineapple quota. Yeah. That's the episode. Yeah. Thoughts? It's a fun one. I like this episode a lot. Not only for the cameos of people we know, but... I mean, not people we know, but like people... I we, wish we knew. Yeah. People we've seen. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just a really fun... Like, as I've said with other episodes, like the setting that they choose for these these um cases and stuff is super fun and creative and fitting yeah very creative i mean the there's only they're supposed to be in santa barbara right there's only so many places you can go for crime you know it was written by andy berman so very very good job mr berman yeah cool i did i did look him up actually he has done a lot of stuff like a lot of tv shows of um of the era, kind of like the early 2000s and stuff. Um, He's acted in stuff. Movies. I have seen him in stuff. I guess I'm just looking at Andy Berman movies and TV shows. So it doesn't say whether he's a writer or or an actor. Because, yeah, this is... this is You know IMDb. where I've seen him? He was in Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that's that's right. I'm seeing this as a credit. Yeah, what He was he also in, in the one? show The Wonder Years. Right. Yeah. I love. I always love when like crew, or you know, directors, writers, producers make little cameos in their yeah in their show. That was it. That was. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. Oops, he's dead. Next time we are gonna cover season one, episode twelve, cloudy with a chance of murder. Ooh. <sighs> Suddenly, I'm craving meatballs. Ooh. Ooh. Another murder mystery. Another murder mystery. Thank you for listening to We're Psyched. Um, We'll be back next time for Cloudy with a Chance of Murder. Get in contact with us at we're psychedpodcast at gmail.com or psyched.pod on Instagram. Thank you so much. See you next time. Get out, get out. Your dick is now a noodle. (laughs) It sounds like um, like the the Luigi death sound. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly we'll do our own sound effects yeah we, we we're like one of those old radio shows where they like where it was like um they, they would just read a book but then they would add in all of the um the sound effects like you know yeah. those Ors- the, like the orson wells sci-fi stories mm.